Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about six habits that damage the thyroid gland. And of course these are important because, well, if there are habits that damage the thyroid gland and you're aware of them, then perhaps if you change those habits, you can fix your thyroid gland. So that's why we care about those things. If you don't know me, I'm Dr. Childs. I'm an internist. I specialize in treating thyroid problems, hormone imbalances, and helping people lose weight. So let's get into the topic today, which is, which is well, which includes habits that um, damage the thyroid gland. And um, kind of as I was saying before, obviously these are important because if you can understand which habits do this, then you can avoid these things. And I'm basing these off of the thousands of comments that I've received on my blog, on YouTube videos, and so on. So I can kind of deduce based off the questions that people have, the problems that they're running into um, without them really even telling me. And part of, the, part of the tricky thing here is understanding what's actually important, especially if you're a patient, because there's a lot of people um, that don't even really know what to focus on, especially if they have thyroid problems. They know that there are a lot of issues that they have, that, but they're not really sure which, which are the most important to address and how to address those things. So these, in my opinion, are probably the six most common habits that I see people do um, based off these comments and things that I've been I'm mentioning before. Um, and obviously these things have a negative impact on your thyroid. So if present, you need to do something about them as soon as possible. So let's get in. Number one, let me pull this off. Number one is not enough sleep. So I've focused on this in the past, um, even in more recent videos when I talked about, um, I believe it was the five or six things that you should be focusing on in 2020 if you want to improve your thyroid gland. And sleep was one of those things. And one of the things that I realized that people are not doing in terms of bad habits or, or things that they are doing in terms of bad habits is not getting enough sleep. So the sleep, if you're not getting enough, will impact your thyroid in several ways. Okay, first of all, it has a direct impact on T3 and T4 levels. So we know from studies, people who are not sleeping enough or they have sleep deprivation for a short period of time, they have a direct reduction in their thyroid hormone. So we know that has a direct impact um, on its own, but also it increases inflammation. I'm not gonna spell that out here, but it increases inflammation in your body and any inflammation is going to reduce thyroid function. So you have a direct and an indirect impact negatively on the thyroid. Um, so what I recommend for anybody who has thyroid um, conditions, this includes hypothyroidism, and by the way, even if you don't have a thyroid, this still matters to you, is get enough sleep. And the magic number here is eight plus. And I'm including a plus here because many of you, what you're gonna find is that you will develop, you know, we'll just loosely call it a sleep debt. I know there's a lot of people who disagree that, that your body does sort of develop this sort of sleep debt. Um, but in my experience, I think it's actually more true than it's false. Um, you know, you'll hear sleep scientists say that it isn't, but I know plenty of people that when they finally get the sleep that they need, even, you know, 10 plus hours, I've seen some people sleep up to 12 hours and especially several days in a row. So when you finally allow your body to get that rest, it will start to improve naturally. Your hormones will improve as well as your thyroid. So make sure you're getting that sleep. Very, very important. Um, well, I won't go into that more, but if you want to read more about sleep, check out the blog post that I, that I'll have linked below. Cause it will go into that in detail. The second thing is not taking, let's say the right supplements. Okay. So here, what I'm talking about are thyroid specific supplements. Now, many of you are probably already taking supplements in general, right? I would, I would assume that you probably are, especially if you're listening to this kind of stuff that I say, um, or if you've done any research on your own, uh, in regards to your thyroid, you're probably taking some supplements. So what I'm talking about when I say the right supplements are supplements, which are directed specifically at your thyroid gland. And I'm going to call them thyroid specific supplements. So what I see a lot of people do, and by the way, I've done this before. So it's not like, um, this isn't something that I'm, you know, I'm chastising you about because I did this before when I first started practicing. 
And what I would do is I would provide people with supplements such as zinc and selenium and iodine because those are, I know that they're important for the thyroid, um, but what I didn't realize is that there are better supplements for people who have thyroid problems. So just taking something like high doses of zinc or high doses of selenium or even you know medium to high doses of iodine, while they can be potentially beneficial, they're not targeting the real things that you care about if you have um, thyroid problems. And those things would be thyroid hormone production, thyroid hormone conversion, and thyroid hormone cellular activation. And I would actually add a fourth in there and say your gut health in general. All of these things can be targeted specifically with thyroid, um, I've used the word specifically a lot, but thyroid specific supplements. So those things which address those individual components of thyroid function. So when I say you're not taking the right supplements or when you're just you're taking supplements but you're not taking these right supplements, that's what I'm referring to. Thyroid specific supplements. I have a whole list of those type of things um, on blog posts and previous videos, but I would recommend that you check those out um, because you'll, it makes a huge difference, okay? If you're just blindly supplementing or taking random supplements or just generic you know, multivitamins and things like that, those are not bad for you, but they're not gonna give you, they're not gonna move the needle in terms of results as much as these thyroid-specific supplements. So take that into account. If you're supplementing, good on you, but make sure that you can, you're doing the right thing is what I'm trying to say here. Okay, number three is consuming inflammatory oils. Okay, so what do I mean by that? I'm actually talking about vegetable oils. And I would see this as sort of a, um, a subtle uh, saboteur of many a great thyroid diets, all right? And so what I mean is there's a lot of ways to do a good diet, but in a wrong way, all right? So for instance, the keto diet or even the gluten-free diet, there are ways that you can do these healthy diets and, I, and they can be done healthy uh, or in a healthy way, by the way. But there are many people who do them in an unhealthy way by using the wrong types of fats and wrong types of oils. And the oils that I'm talking about here are the vegetable oils. So anything labeled as a vegetable oil, by the way, this includes things like corn oil, canola oil, um, rapeseed oil, safflower oil, um, sunflower oil. This is just a couple that come off the, top, off the top of my head. There's many of them though. There's a huge list and I have it linked below um, in the article, but I'd recommend that you check those out. But why do you care? These oils are very inflammatory to the body and they're found just in about every single processed food and they're found in, in most restaurants, by the way, cook with these oils just because they're so cheap. So if you're not paying attention to the fats that you are consuming, there's a good chance that you are consuming these things and they are causing inflammation. And remember, we talked about why inflammation matters when we talked about sleep, because if, if you have any sort of inflammation in the body, high inflammation leads to low thyroid conversion and that directly impacts your thyroid in that way, or indirectly, depending on how you, how you wanna look at it. But you have to be avoiding these oils. And if you're not, then you could be sabotaging even your best efforts. Now there's a couple ways that you can approach this. Number one, you could learn all of the bad oils and learn to just look at every single oil whenever you buy um, a food. You can look on the ingredient list and you usually find oils up in the top, you know, one through five ingredient list of any sort of processed food. First of all, you should not be consuming processed food, but even some healthy foods that you can find at like Costco or Trader Joe's or whatever, they have some of these bad oils in them. So you really should be aware of them if you're buying any sort of pre-bought or pre-made or, um, um, uh, processed type foods, even the sort of healthy type of processed foods. So you could learn every single one and just avoid them all, or you could go the easy way and just consume the healthy oils. And the two that I would recommend that you consume would be um, extra virgin olive oil and coconut oil. If you consume those oils, you really don't have to worry about these other ones. Yes, it will require that you cook on your own, um, and you're, you're gonna have a hard time eating out because you're gonna find that most restaurants are not gonna be cooking with these oils because as I said, they're much more expensive compared to like canola oil. And if you don't believe me, just go to Costco and you can look at the price of corn oil versus extra virgin olive oil. You could probably get, 
you know, 30 gallons of corn oil for the price of one gallon of, of extra virgin olive oil. So it's just much more cost effective for a restaurant or anyone who produces food in mass to use these type of oils versus the healthy types. But they do take a toll um, on your health. So whether or not you're you're going to pay for it now or later, um, depending on whether you decide to buy these healthy oils or not. Um, if you pay up front, it's going to be good because you're not going to pay later with your health. But pay attention to those things. They will impact your thyroid and they are sort of sneaky and sinister and they're in a lot of foods. Um, and as I said, I think these are one of the main ways that people sabotage their own diet. So pay attention to that. By the way, these, in my opinion also, this is sort of off topic, but they do contribute to a lot of weight gain as well. Not just because they're fats, but because of this inflammatory process. But that's a video for another time. The next one would be avoiding vegetables. So this would be a bad habit that I see some people do, not a lot, but I at least want to address it here. So why do you think it would matter if you're somebody who has thyroid problems? Why do you even think that some people would would um, suggest that you avoid certain vegetables? And it's because of these things called goitrogens. Now, goitrogens... Basically what they do is they block thyroid function by limiting how much iodine can get into your thyroid gland. And these substances are found, believe it or not, in some vegetables, especially cruciferous vegetables. They are also found you know, in medications, or I, I should say medications have a goitrogenic effect. Certain environmental factors have a goitrogenic effect. That is to say that they potentially block and damage um, the thyroid. I wouldn't say damage, but just block the thyroid from functioning. So there are certain vegetables that have these goitrogens inside of them. So, and by the way, some of these include really healthy vegetables like um, broccoli and kale and things like that. So patients will say, oh, well, I, I know what to do. I should avoid these, these, um, uh, these uh, vegetables because of their, goitro their potential goitrogenic effects. But here's where you kind of have to look at both sides of the argument and sort of weigh everything out in the pros and cons. So even though it is true that they have potential to have a goitrogenic effect on the body, the benefits of consuming vegetables far, far outweigh any potential negative side effects. And in order to have a serious goitrogenic effect from the consumption of these vegetables, you really need to be consuming inordinate amounts of food, uh, vegetables. So it'd be something like consuming nothing but broccoli every day for you know two weeks straight. That's just really not possible. So in order to see any sort of measurable or noticeably, uh, noticeably negative effect on your thyroid, the amount of uh, these uh, healthy vegetables you would have to consume is just you know not realistic. Like there's just not many people out there who are going to be doing that. And even if you were concerned about that. All you would need to do is steam your food and that reduces the goitrogens significantly enough that it probably has no impact. So I don't want to hear anybody saying I, you need to avoid vegetables or kale or broccoli or any of these things because of these goitrogenic effects. It's just not true. Now there may be some people, very, very, very rare. Um, I don't even know that I've run into anybody who has fallen into this category, but I'm sure one of you or, or two of you out there are listening may have no, may notice a difference um, you know, from, in terms of your symptoms when consuming high amounts of these, these vegetables. So just, you know, bear that in mind, but for the vast majority, 99.9%, 99.8% of you, you should not be avoiding vegetables in any way, shape or form. Their, their benefits far outweigh any potential harm that exists. Okay. So eat your veggies is the bottom line. The other thing is eating too much soy. So soy contains these special ingredients. Well, let me back up and say that there is some controversy re regarding soy, consume, the consumption of soy foods. So here's where, let me just sort of explain it to you and here's where I fall on this. Yeah, yes, there are some potential benefits to consuming soy. I, I will not um, dispute that. There are, if you look at the literature, there are some studies which show that it could be beneficial. But here's the problem. Something like 90% of soy products are processed 
um, and they're GMO-based, okay? So they're genetically modified um, is another way to put that. So 90%. So it is possible to get some healthy soy products which don't uh, cause too much uh, harm or negative outcomes for your, for your thyroid, but for the majority of soy and processed soy uh, foods, they can be harmful or at least they have the potential to be harmful. Therefore, I suggest that most thyroid patients just um, completely uh, avoid them. So they, what they do is they act like the goitrogens that we were talking about before, only in this case, they're a little bit more powerful in terms of the veggies or the vegetable goitrogenic effect. Plus they have other um, negative effects on the thyroid in addition to that goitrogenic effect. And then also they can cause problems in terms of um, activating certain estrogen receptors and so on because of the phytoestrogens that they contain. So in my opinion, soy is just something that you should leave off the table, especially if you have any sort of Hashimoto's or anything like that. There is a place for the consumption of, of organic soy-based food products in some thyroid individ individuals, especially let's say those who have had their thyroid completely removed, maybe they just had thyroid cancer, never really had any sort of thyroid conditions throughout their life, definitely don't have any autoimmune disease or any inflammatory processes. These are the type of people that could get away with using organic soy products. But if you have regular hypothyroidism or definitely Hashimoto's, soy is not something that you should be consuming. And by the way, this is one of those things much like the inflammatory oils, um, because soy is a processed food and it's in a lot of different things, you may be consuming it without realizing it. So you have to understand what these inflammatory oils are and what soy goes by in terms of its different names so that you can avoid it. So definitely don't consume, I, uh, again, I recommend just don't consume soy and you'll be in a better position than if you would. That's just kind of the way that I look at it. And then number six would be ignoring your adrenal function. We could also say ignoring your cortisol level. Let's see if you guys can see that. Yeah, I just wrote that down there. But basically, cortisol is a stress hormone that your body produces when you're under stress, really. That's what, that's what happens. Now, cortisol has direct impact um, on the thyroid, and the thyroid has direct impact on cortisol. So what I'm really saying is ignoring your adrenals is a bad thing because most people who ignore them don't, let's say, they don't appreciate the effects that stress has on their thyroid and on their body in general. But also, I would say there's a lot of people out there who have thyroid disease who don't treat their adrenals. And I consider adrenal treatment or adrenal supplements or um, you know various therapies all targeted at adrenal function as something that pretty much every thyroid patient should be doing. So if you're if you haven't if you've never addressed your adrenals, uh, and by that I mean like taking adrenal glandulars or uh, adrenal adaptogens, ashwagandha, rhodiola, things like that. That's what I'm talking about here. So these things address your adrenals and they really can help your thyroid in an indirect way by addressing your adrenals. And again, just in today's modern environment with how much stress is around, I really consider adrenal uh, treatment to be something that just is up there in terms of the use of omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin D um, and probiotics. It's really just one of those standard things that all thyroid patients should be on. So pay attention to your adrenals, pay attention to your cortisol. Better yet, make sure that you test it. I have videos on that as well, but do not ignore it. And definitely, by the way, this does include managing your stress, which kind of goes hand in hand with sleep. So these things are kind of all going together a little bit. So that's pretty much all I have here. It's the six habits that I think a lot of people are doing without even realizing it. And these things are damaging potentially your thyroid. So if you've been doing any of these things, leave a comment below. Let me know um, because I'd like to hear which ones that you that you are doing. And if you you know think if you're if you're surprised by any of these, leave those comments below as well because I'm interested to see um, what you guys kind of think about that. Because again, these are based off the comments that I've seen you guys leave. If you haven't already, by the way, make sure that you download my free thyroid resources. You'll see those in the comments below as well. Um, and otherwise, I'll see you guys in the next one.